0: Welcome, geeks, nerds, and all variants in between. I'm Tony Diana, and this is of nerds and geeks, pop culture from a certain point of view. That of a Gen Xer who grew up at a time when pop culture wasn't cool, trendy, or even on the map. My hope with this channel is to share my experience with younger generations so we can find our similarities, our differences, and what makes it all unique, but ultimately to express how much we love it, and how it has saved our lives more than once. I also wanna do interviews with people who are creatives from both inside and outside the industry, in comic books, pop culture, video games, you name it. So set your phaser to stun, get your 20-sided dice ready to roll, and let's hit hyperspace, as our first panel discussion is about something that got most of my generation into pop culture. I'm, of course, talking about Star Wars. Let's go. Okay, here we are at the Star Wars panel. So over here, I have Jim Malcolm. He's an author, a musician, and an actor whose book A Stranger in the House spent three weeks on Amazon's number one. Over here, I have Vince Perrone. He's a cosplayer, actor, video game enthusiast, and a lady killer. That's all right, guys. Stay <laughs> look out. How you guys doing? Good hanging in there. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Um, one of the first things I want to discuss with you two, actually, in particular you, Vince. Is uh, we both come from different generations of Star Wars, and my introduction to Star Wars, even Jim's introduction in 1977, was a lot different than yours because you were born somewhere around the Phantom Menace, or that's probably about when you got into the franchise. And yeah, I would at say that so. time, yeah, and Star Wars was all accessible when you were doing it. You had video games, you had books, you had cartoons, you had the movies. We only had the uh, movies, maybe the occasional comic book, a novel, and that was about it. So what was I just want to know what Star Wars was like um, getting into the franchise for you first.
1: So at least for me, it was pretty cool because, you know, at that age, I was probably around eight or nine, maybe 10 on the older end. And um, I just thought it was really cool. You know, grew up watching like cartoons, anime, playing a lot of video games. And growing up, I used to love a lot of sci-fi movies, going to outer space. You know, what kid doesn't want to be an astronaut? And then Absolutely. I see this movie where there's a kid – normally you think of star wars as like your parents thing like my dad and my mom they watched it they talked to me about it so i'm like oh that's like an older person movie then i see this movie come out i'm like wait this movie's about a young kid who's like the most powerful jedi like it made me feel like i could be part of this universe so i grew attached to you know anakin skywalker um he might not be everyone's favorite but again at my age i was like he was very relatable to me in a way and um I know I just got into it after then you saw like the lightsaber fighting and like, it it just just was was such such an interesting topic topic for me. Um, Also too, uh, I guess I would say it still was hard to be a Star Wars fan at that time because it was mostly known as no offense to anybody, but it's known as like a nerdy thing to watch. So even when my age, it was still popular. I feel like it didn't get more mainstream till the 2010s or the 2020s like the modern days now
0: yeah that's that's interesting because your generation was a rise of the nerd if you will that's like you know the 80s early 90s for sure the nerd and the geek sort of took over pop culture all the way up to mcu and what we have today so that's that's neat they had the beginning of it where you felt like like oh that's a nerdy thing that's cool uh jim what about your introduction to star wars how would you paraphrase it
2: well um i remember the movie came out and everybody was talking about it i was in the third grade in 1977 yeah (laughs) yeah um every time my dad would say we're gonna go see it on friday night something would happen during the week yeah forget to give the dog water well guess what we're not going took forever and ever and i knew some of what the movie was about but it was everywhere um and it was just like one of those things. Kids have their lunch boxes, They're bringing the Star Wars trading cards to school. Um, you know, on show and tell days, somebody brought in an X-Wing fighter. And I was just like, I haven't even seen this movie yet. And it's just, I have to see it. When I went to go see it, it was like nothing I've ever seen before. I mean, I watched the original Star Trek in reruns when I was a kid. Um, Lost in Space great classic shows, but they didn't measure up to what I saw on the big screen. and,
0: yeah, and a, lot of, a lot of what we were getting was sort of like the leftovers from the last generation in reruns. Yeah. Right? yeah. So this, is our, this is our first thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then when I, when I saw the movie, I was like, oh my god. The next day, um, the kid that lived down the street went to see the movie with us. The next day, He came over. My parents had a big box. We played in the box all day. It was the Millennium Falcon. Like, you know. And of course, I always wanted to be Luke. Luke was who I wanted to be. My friend had blonde hair. So he's like, I got blonde hair. I get to be Luke. You can be Han Solo.
0: Of course.
2: In retrospect, I mean, Han Solo. He's a cool character.
0: I mean, he's my favorite character, but I mean. Han, but go on. But
2: at the time, he was kind of like, but I want to be Luke! Um,
0: break. Break. Yeah, yeah this a Jedi. About having such sparse access to Star Wars, being a kid, the holiday special came out. We we're like, "This is the, the best thing ever. ever!" Yeah, you know? and it wasn't. B, I mean, who the um was it? B. Arthur? No, yeah, yeah was B. Arthur? Arthur. Harvey Corman, B. Arthur, uh, R. Art Carney, it just in. Uh, it was Chewie's family. And his grandfather would watch this thing in the Spitzer. It was a singer. I don't remember the singer. Do hmm. you remember her name? Anyway, she was, she was saying all this creepy stuff like "I <laughs> I love you" and "You're just the best." It's like this is a kid show, man. Yeah.
1: You're like but Merry he,
0: Christmas, like. What, what? <laughs> and Mark Hamill had just had a car accident, so his face just looked all like beat I mean, up. up.
2: Yeah. He had like,
0: described he, it better.
2: He had like corpse makeup on. Oh <laughs> man! Yeah, <laughs> the scorp. He looked like he should have been Scorps. laid out at Lee Stevens. I mean, <laughs> like he, I, he, the eyeliner. Yeah, right. he just he looked. He didn't even look like him. He he never really looked the same after that accident. I But I Right after, and oh yeah. It was That's like, charming because
0: you see Harrison Ford struggling through the whole thing because he's like, Well, goddammit, it's a paycheck. <laughs> right.
2: I, I remember watching that, like when that was coming on, though. It was like that, it was on Friday night, if you can imagine. I mean, I remember it was on Friday night. Yeah. Everything cool was on Friday night.
0: Like, yeah, this is the weekend, weekend coming, coming up.
2: Monday, I was like, Friday, get here, Friday, get here. <laughs> and then when it came on, I mean, you know. At eight years old, it was just like, Holy cow, it's in my living room!
0: Right, you just saw them on the screen, and you can't watch it on the VHS, DVD, you can't right. stream it, you can't order yeah. it. It's like, and do you remember the long, 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 long wait for it to come on VHS because you know, if no. you had a laser disc, you were lucky, but VHS just uh, like, <laughs> I'm getting older, guys. What the hell?
2: It's like that time anticipation for it coming on TV. Oh, I
0: remember that. Then we audio recorded it. Don't arrest me, but you know we auto <laughs> recorded it and we play it back, I and mean, it's just like that epic. So I'll ask you both because you know I'm looking at you two at two different generations, and I'll start with you, Jim. But when Star Wars came out with all this explosion stuff, I'm not particularly talking about from like deciding to do Rogue One. Han Solo stories and the disney plus series what was your personal feeling knowing how locked you to the original mythology and your feeling as a kid of seeing star wars how did that translate to star wars to you as each movie and successive series came out
2: well i have to say like for me like starting going back to the phantom menace hmm. that was a difficult watch for me I don't hate the movie, but there were just some things in there that were kind of like, why? Like yeah. to compare. And the CGI was a little too over the top. I mean, there was no CGI when the original trilogy came out. What they they did green screen, I think, for the Endor piece. Archibald. Where there the bikes. Um, yeah. But I, I felt like like the Phantom Menace, like the age difference, the age gap between Padme and Anakin was creepy for me because <laughs> she's older, like so <laughs> yeah. much older. Um, yeah, we've talked then, about that before. Who yeah. The other two movies, like it got progressively better. I really like Revenge of the Sith. And um, Attack of the Clones was good. It had its good it had its you know points, but it was it was a good film. Um moving beyond the the prequels, like uh, I thought Rogue One was very well done and it was in the classic mode of the original trilogy um i thought and i feel like solo was kind of like that it didn't have harrison ford but i enjoyed it, it a lot of people don't like that movie yeah,
0: um, and then how, what about well how about the disney plus series did that like take away or add to your oh completely the added.
2: It, it completely added. it kind of it kind of like like i know we're probably going to talk about the the sequel trilogy um I'll skip over that for now but the disney plus shows redeemed had a lot of redeeming qualities the only one i haven't seen is andor i, I started it i'm about halfway through with it it's different um it's not what i'm used to for star wars i'm, I'm gonna go back to it eventually um but yeah like the the obi-wan series was incredible incredible and
0: i know you like the way mandalorian dealt with the aesthetics of using actual puppets and other things to make it feel like that star wars universe well, yeah the tangible yeah things.
2: mandalorian is like my favorite show i love it absolutely love it. it's what great. about
0: you yeah what about you Vinny?
1: um i guess in a way it was kind of a I was too young to understand the universe because, again, the prequel series was like, oh, you know this story, but let's take it how it all started. I'm like, but I don't even know what's going on here. So I was introduced kind of like in the beginning so I can catch up. I'm like, oh, these are older people. And then they move on after. And um, once the Disney Plus series came on, that's when I feel like it became more modern and you didn't have to pretend that you didn't like star wars and thought it was nerdy like it was cool to like star wars so i think it's cool that the shows like mandalorian where it doesn't have to be kid friendly like you can show that it's not just for little kids like anybody can get involved there's drama there's action there's mystery i
0: I think it's straight up murder people in the mandalorian which i think is actually great believe it or
1: not yeah and And to see like you guys were saying the whole thing about using more practical effects than just cgi makes it look more i guess more traditional traditional, and I think that, 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 What would entice older, older generation to be like, oh, wow, remember when I used to do? That's all they did. And it also catches the interest of the younger generation. Like, wow, you mean it doesn't have to be a robot? You can actually puppet a giant alien? I always think that stuff is cool. Being an actor, I would totally rather act with somebody in a physical alien costume that's not talking than sit there and talk to like a, a ball or like a stick and they're like, pretend that's, right, that's yeah. an alien. I'm like,
0: okay, I'll do my best. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. so you're telling me that this guy is a... To my sister. She could die, and you want me to react to a styrofoam ball on a stick. Yep. I'm so glad I went to acting school for Right at his, at his face. That's what I went to
2: acting school for, man. To act against right. a styrofoam ball on a stick. Let's go! What One thing that I love about like, kind of like while we're on the topic um is yeah. how the man- Mandalorian was formed from Boba Fett. Like, Boba Fett who had like three lines in the entire original trilogy and they like took that, yeah. that costume and made it made like our religion out of it and like a whole thing and it's I don't know I feel like it's just as successful as the original tril- as the as the films
0: definitely I mean so they got the, the even the first season they particularly had the grit down you know what I mean
2: the, yeah, the frontier
0: right. western effect uh the whole story turned out to be a lone wolf and cub scenario right he takes ba- baby spoilers. He takes baby Grogu and tries to protect him on the way. Classic, you know, Lone Wolf uh, and Cub, which is a story about a dishonored samurai who finds a baby and he ends up protecting her, but he takes jobs on in each village. Right. Blah, 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 blah. blah. I think, you know, same story. But they, they did the, that. That's classic Star Wars, though. It's genre mashing, right? you know, like the, right. the Star Wars, like the old frontier, but with a bit of fairy tale, a little bit of samurai, a little bit of mysticism, you know, all crammed into one universe which is why you can keep going back to it over and over and over. I mean, right down to the point What you brought up, Jim, about the Mandalorian. These people, even back in the day, when they create a character, they create a whole backstory for it. And then somebody sees that backstory and says, hey, that's a series. What do you mean? Call Mandalorian. Let's go. It's amazing to me. The whole whole mythology is amazing to me, to be honest with you. So what what do you guys think about the future of Star Wars? I'm excited. Anything in
2: particular you're yeah, think, thinking about direction wise? Um I, I like the fact they're doing a Mandalorian movie. Um I'm I'm interested with the Daisy Ridley movie. Like kind of wondering what they're gonna do with that and wondering if it's gonna redeem the last two sequel, sequel movies. Mm. Um Because I liked Force Awakens and I thought Ray was a great character in that. And they just. And
0: good job, Jimmy. brought it back to the sequel trilogy. He did it. And he dropped his camera. He was was so so overwhelmed he dropped his camera. That was was
1: why. He's like, the sequel
0: series. (laughs) 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 Sorry, continuing to thought. I had to bring that up. Too funny.
2: But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very it's, it's almost like and it's not a topic, but every time they introduce the next Marvel phase, I kind of feel like they're doing the same thing with Star Wars with, you know. Season three of Mandalorian ended like it was the end of a movie, and I feel like they're going to keep the story going like this is going to be our new trilogy or our new mm-hmm. part of the franchise. Right. It's moving right. forward. Definitely. Pretty soon DC is going to be in
1: trouble because there's going to be a movie in the future where Star Wars and Marvel characters just fusing together. That
0: would be a whole kind of crazy. That I, almost uh, happened, you know.
2: The, the Infinity, Infinity Saber? saber it's, it's just a, a saber, saber that, that changes colors. colors. See? Boom. Just do that. Copyright
0: <laughs> it. Copyright it. Oh Copyright God. it. The Infinity <laughs> Saber. Uh, dude, you the blew Infinity my mind Saber. on that one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Where'd you come up with that? I just, I just thought, thought about like, like, Infinity, Infinity, all, all the, the different, different colors. Like, it has, it has to, work. to work. The
1: Infinity Saber, just all different gems. And that's why Darth Vader and the Emperor are trying to take it over.
0: Ooh. That dude, you just blew my thought out of the water. That was a great. Infinity Saber, Jim. Why did we never think of that?
2: <laughs> they're not gems. They're Kyber Crystals.
0: Let's see. There you go.
2: I just did that. <laughs>
1: Watch you the views are going to shoot up there.
0: <laughs> you got the, the freaking idea of that knight right there, man. The Infinity Saber. That's just, I want to see... Guys, when you're watching this, if you like that idea, comment below. I want to hear your thoughts on the Infinity Saber. Yeah, right? I mean, what would you do with it? I mean, <laughs> if you gave it to a character like Doctor Doom, Wolverine, Doctor Strange, or anybody, what would you do with Vinny's Infinity Saber? Go.
1: I mean, if you want me to, to be honest with you, Doctor Doom actually I think would be the best character to have it. He's like, mysticism, why not? Let's do the Force. Oh, I can control the Force? I'll be like dr doom and darth vader fighting to, it that'd be well,
0: an awesome fight not to get off topic but dr doom is science and technology and magic all mixed together isn't he yeah, yeah. that's why i think he's been probably like not the size
1: side swipe but i think that's why he's probably like one of my favorite villains because he's not just about science like i like that he's like science and magic that's a cool fusion doesn't have to be Absolutely. one or the other Well, I think for the future of the franchise, I think it's going positive because I feel like like my kids are five and six years old, and they're at an age where they're like, oh, what's this character? What's that character? Like, they're so interested, and it's cool now. So, like, um, to hear, like, oh, kids are talking about Star Wars. I was like, oh, so now it's modern culture. It's not like a taboo. Like, taboo, like oh, you, you have, have to be, like, in your closet reading the comics. Like, it's, it's more open, which I is think is cool. It allows it to be more ventilated into the mainstream and we'll just get more
0: content and i think a lot of the future of star wars you can thank the mcu for in the sense that one you know john favreau was part of the mcu i mean he's kicked off iron man of course but the whole blueprint of the mcu is something they're using now setting up in the star wars universe because as we've all seen you have the mandalorian he met Ahsoka, we brought back in Luke, and then Sabine. You know, Sabine's coming into it, Hera's coming into it, Zeb's coming into it, we introduced Thrawn, you know, right. there's a lot of these other characters, Chopper and um, countless others, but they're totally building towards a sort of end game level, if you'll excuse the expression, event, whether that's the Mandalorian movie or something, but all these TV series, even Skeleton Crew is a new one, they're all building towards a Thrawn thing. So I think they're taking the mcu blueprint and kind of like trying to do a whole build-up and the, i think that's been filoni's idea from day one it's like he i think he wants to um kind of reinvigorate star wars where the, the the sequel series couldn't right right and also i think he's trying to my opinion i think he's trying to give luke a better send-off than he got in the movies of just turning into a ghost now we get to see him like He did the whole Darth Vader tunnel fight with the lightsaber, you know, get all these great moments. And now you can because of digital technology. It kind of like makes you feel like they did look good now. I'm okay. Yeah, right. And who didn't cry during the return? (laughs) Or the rescue, sorry.
1: Do you think that they're trying to like reinvent it? Like just make up, say, hey, this happened, but they're trying to make it, I guess, more acceptable?
0: Well, I don't think they're going to change canon. I don't think they're going to change the movies for anything because they are done, they're there, they respect them. You know, Bologna a total... I mean, Tony Baloney had nothing but great things to say about the prequel series. He said that was necessary for Vader. So he looked at Star Wars through a very Star Wars lens Mm -hmm. to where it's like, you know, a lot of fans look at stuff and they get a little cocked, like, well, I would have done it this way. And, you know, they they get their nitpicky stuff, of course. right? he, He just looks at it with absolute respect and love. And you can tell that. Um, but, yeah, I think in the future, I mean, I totally think they're heading towards a Grogu Ray future thing. You know, you'll see him in the – I think you're going to see him in the Ray movie. He'll have his little Mandalorian armor, his green hair sticking out, and he's got a lightsaber. And he's like 91 <laughs> years old, right, and he's talking right. now. And like, oh, okay, this is where Grogu's, Grogu's headed. Cool. So, Jim, I do have a question for you, though. What
1: do you guys think of Boba Fett, right? He was the bounty hunter, the original – and then the prequel series made Jango Fett his dad, and then they have the Ashley Mandalorian. So, what armor do you, do you feel that not armor? Let me rephrase it. Do you feel that Mandalorian gets more respect than Boba Fett, even though Boba Fett was the original? Good question.
2: That's a really good question. No, I don't, because um, like they they introduced Boba Fett before the movie came out, before Empire Strikes Back, like. I think it might have even been before the holiday special, like they were talking about Boba Fett. And I mean, while he didn't play a big part in the movies, he was a pretty cool character. I mean, he had a jetpack, He had the helmet. He was just, I right. remember getting the action figure and just being you know, awe of it. I have one actually. It's behind glass. <laughs> nice. Um, <it's, laughs> um, but I think honestly, like um, when the prequel when attack of the clones came out i remember seeing the trailer and i saw the saw Jango Fett, and the first thing i thought is like oh my god they're bringing boba fett into this <laughs> um you know and it turns out you know he's a clone spoiler if you didn't nobody saw the movie um well, shame <laughs> but even even like the book right. of boba fett series like they gave him closure in that like in a return of the jedi he falls from the sarlacc you know, it's like, oh God, they're doing a Darth Maul, even though Darth Maul wasn't even around then. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then he, then he, uh, you know, hand comes out of the sand, and you know, it's it just, yeah, I think it was great character. I mean, the Boba Fett series wasn't, fant- it's not on the Mandalorian level, but I enjoyed it. Um, I got yeah, because that, that's where I was going off of. Because people compare Boba Fett, and I'm like, it's hard because Boba Fett is the original. Even though technically canon-wise, he's a clone of Jango Fett. So technically, he's a copy. When he showed yeah, up on the Mandalorian, though, when he, like... The, yeah, that, that was he, cool. It was like the hair on my arms was standing up. I was just
0: like, oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, It's like, oh my god, it's like a legacy character. Right. It was Great. Yeah, but like even the early days of Star Wars, all the way up to the prequels, it's like vastly a lot of unknowns outside of the odd like Christopher Lee, Alec Guinness, you know, that those sort of older gentlemen. But a lot of the main characters were done by relative unknowns, and now all of a sudden we saw we see people like Rosario Dawson, Katie Sackoff, uh coming into the series. I don't mind it; it's just <laughs> kind of interesting because it's just like more and more celebrities are trying to you know get into Star Wars.
1: Was it the same in the original tri- trilogy that you guys saw as kids? Or was it the same thing a lot of unknown actors or a lot of the actors were known?
0: The only actor that was known was Alec Innes. Peter, and he I played knew. Ben Kenobi. Peter Cushing, yeah.
2: too.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Peter Cushing, the horror meister. Um, yeah, those are the two. I mean, Mark, Carry, and Harrison were all un- relative unknowns.
2: Yeah, I remember right. So this they-
0: made them stars.
2: There was no- Episode of the Partridge Family where Mark Hamill plays the daughter's boyfriend. Carrie um, oh, wow. Fisher was the psycho girlfriend, I think, in the Blues Brothers. Yes. Um, oh Harrison wow, Ball. that's funny. Harrison Harris Ford, Ford played a. He was a carpenter, carpenter. wasn't he? Yeah, but he was. Bit, he did bit parts in movies. Concierge. I mean, he
0: played a bellhop in The Graduate. Bellhop, bellhop. Oh. As well as having the minor parts in my, uh, American Graffiti <laughs> and such sent from Navro, but that's some of those are after. Star Wars, but still, Star almost seems like
1: some of it is like a a good standing point for actors to get out there. It's kind of like the sci-fi version of horror movies. I'm sure if you guys see horror movies, if there's a lot of female actresses or actors, you're who like, who's this person? And later on, you're like, oh man, that's where they're from. Oh no way! Like Johnny Depp was from Nightmare on Elm Street, and Jennifer Aniston
0: was in The Leprechaun. This is crazy. Courtney Cox, Courtney Cox is in the Bruce Springsteen video? Woo! <laughs> yeah, we all always so, remember those things. Suddenly, we haven't talked about before in the past together is fan films.
1: Oh, I love fan films. I'm all about it. I mean, I've acted in several. One. I actually feel very excited that I'm actually, I play a Jedi Knight in this series that uh, I've been a been hoping a, to be a part, be part of. of. So, so uh, I, can't, yeah. I can't complain.
0: When is things there? You gotta throw a link down in the comments.
1: Yeah, yeah sounds, sounds good, guys. You check out. it
0: out. Is it out?
1: It should be out. Yeah, I have to contact the director. He was saying last time I talked to him, he was editing all the lightsabers and stuff like that. So you had to do it like frame by frame. So it's probably gonna take super long. And he's editing it all by himself.
0: Yeah, we I made a Star Wars fan film once. Um, it had lightsabers in it. But um, it was more, you know, it was leaning more on the political Jedi end of things. It had a couple of yeah. little battles, but it was new in a year. It's, the it's amazing. It's some of these fan films I've seen online.
1: Yeah, there's fun. I mean, it's all interesting. It's 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 cool. It's just a, I can't. Yeah. It's not even a fat to me because I feel like if it was a fat, it would die out. But, like, it's just every year it just keeps getting better and better. So yeah. I think it's uh, better that way because it makes it feel seen, more genuine.
0: Have you guys seen the Vader series? no absolutely yeah. amazing they where you find the, that it's on youtube um oh. i know i'm misquoting it. i think it's called vader i think it's just called vader but yeah. they're really that they, he, he crowdplugged the whole thing but they're so well done and they're so focused in on vader as a character it's just so good i have no That's other way awesome. to describe it i wish i could um remember the title and do you justice i apologize if you're I- out there
2: I think it's called Vader because I've seen it. The, the the sets, I mean, even the character who plays Padme in it and the Emperor, like the actors, like they do a really good job of, like, I thought it was part of Star Wars. So I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Natalie Portman.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's shot <laughs> but, so beautifully. I don't, I don't know yeah. if they are using a black magic or a red, but I mean, the, the film and the cinematography is like, I, I, I'm a cinematographer <laughs> too, so I love that type of work. It's just like, it's well done. That's
1: awesome. That's good to see. I mean, they always joke about people like that. Like I see on YouTube or online, like, again, we're all part of the independent industry that a lot of people, when there's not a lot of big budgets, it's more about passion. So a lot of people like really get into it. And I feel sometimes, not always, but sometimes independent movies may be better because it's really the fans giving it their heart and soul. They're like, this is all I have. And they give it their all, I feel. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So if anybody out there wants to make a Star Wars movie, I'll play a Jedi, no problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure, Jim would too, right? Yeah. There you go. Hello there. The, di- the dialogue between Jim and Vince was great because that's exactly what the show's all about. Get these two generations together and seeing how they're so different, how alike they are, right? Doesn't yeah, matter right. generations we can enjoy the same thing. That's the lasting power of Star Wars, I think. So, thank you again, guys. That was great. Thank Later. You. I hope you enjoyed the panel. If you enjoyed this series, please hit the like, subscribe, and that notification bell for future videos. Also, visit my store of nerds and geeks for cool swag and geeky artwork by yours truly. Until next time, may the force be nerdy or geeky, or you get it. Take care, guys.